Welcome to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. I'm going to talk to you for a little while about honor, what honor looks, ba- look, looks like when we were supposed to honor our mothers. And, and uh, it re- basically is to highly respect them and, and uh, it means great esteem. Amen. And also... I'm going to talk to you today about being carriers, how you and I can be carriers of the presence of God. Amen. So today, we want to start by paying tribute to a lady by the name of Anna Marie Jarvis. She was born in, on May 1st, 1864, and she is known as the founder of Mother's Day in the United States. Uh, History records that on May 28, 1876, that she was only 12 years old in a Sunday school class with her mother teaching. And um, her mother was going over the, you know, the wonderful, notable women of the Bible. And then her mother stopped and she said a heartfelt prayer. And Anna Marie uh, paid very, very close attention to the prayer she prayed. And this was the prayer. She said, I hope and pray that someone sometime will found a Memorial Mother's Day commemorating her for the matchless service she renders to humanity in every field of life. She is entitled to it. It may be the moment that Anna Marie realized that mothers, uh, being a mother, a lot of time is a thankless job. It's a sacrificial endeavor motherhood could be and so she after her mother's death she ended up founding mother's day because it was one of her mother's requests and anna wasn't a mother herself but her mother Anne was and she mothered like five children and actually a lot of her children passed away before her death but she she actually fought for different causes and helped people even in war in the Civil War with mothers with tuberculosis. So Anna's mother, Anne, achieved a lot of things in her life. So I want to pay tribute to her. She was an awesome woman of God. And this week we had a contest with our kids. And actually, I know the kids are tired of her winning, but uh, she works hard. And I have a little bit here that I want to read that... She actually touched her heart. I actually, every time she writes something, it almost makes me cry because she's such a writer. But she wrote this about her mom, and that's our Emma. Emma wrote, Exodus 20:12 says, honor your father and your mother, then you will live long, full of life. Uh, I in the land of the Lord, your God, it gives you. This verse tells us that we should honor our mothers because God tells us to, and it will benefit us to do so. But while it is good, a good thing, to obey the Lord. Should we only honor our mothers simply because we are told to do so? Uh, Have our mothers done nothing worthy of honor? This answer to, to that question is so little, I'm trying to read it. This answer to that question, I'll just read a little bit more because it's so small. This answer to that question is only a matter, no, no matter, no. Uh, she says that her mother has done so much for us. They are worthy of being honored for the hard work. My mom, Maria Reyes, I call her ma and mom, bear, mama bear. She is loving, kind, caring. She is selfless. She always puts 
her family first and sacrifices everything for us. I could go on, but it was just, she actually uh, just touched our hearts because we only said, just write one paragraph, but you know, she couldn't. She had to keep on going, talking about her mother, Maria, and she's a wonderful lady. I want you to think about that for a minute. What does it mean? Is it just on Mother's Day that we're gonna honor our mothers? Absolutely not. We're gonna honor them every day. Ephesians chapter six and two says, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Today, we honor our biological and our spiritual mothers, the people that helped us get to where we are today, the people that encouraged us, the people that prayed for us. We honor them today. Um, here at Encounter Church, we desire to build an entire culture of honor. We want that to be established and developed, surrounded by a system of values. Pastor Steve and I dream. We dream that every individual that walks into Encounter Church will feel incredibly celebrated and incredibly valued. Why? Because this world that we live in today, we're always faced with ourselves. We look, there's always something to bring us down, something to tell us what we are not. But here at Encounter Church, we celebrate and value one another. And we try to see people, and we desire to see people from the lens of heaven. It's the reason why we pray as it is in heaven. Did you know that God has a wonderful plan for you? He has a wonderful plan about your life. And when he looks at you from heaven, he says, that's my daughter, that's my son, that's my child. And he has a great plan for your life. In honor, you value who a person is instead of stumbling over who they are not. I'm going to say that again. In honor, you value who a person is instead of stumbling over who they are not. I, growing up, I could look back on the wonderful things that my mother taught me. And I could look at, back on the negative things that my mother did. But the mostly I can look on the wonderful things she was. My mother was a great cook. And I want to celebrate who my mother was because she was not only a great cook, but she was a great prayer warrior. She taught me how to pray. And my, my sister and my brother will tell you that you could hear my mother praying throughout the whole house. No matter what she was going through, Frankie Mae knew how to pray and she knew how to touch God. Amen. And I consider that my prayer life is a lot because of my mother, is there because of my mother who taught me how to pray, who was that example of prayer. Amen. Amen. So I thank God for her. And she was a preacher. A lot of people say I preach like her when I get going. And so I thank God for my mother, Frankie May. I thank God for my spiritual mother, Marion Overall, who, who basically taught me even more in worship. I used to get mad sometimes at the songs we would sing. I'd be like, I don't want to sing. I want to do this. She said, Portia, when was it about you? <laughs> she would say that to me. She would say, when is it about you? You making this about you? And she would say to me, Portia, who was this about? No matter what. She said, I don't care if we sing Mary Had a Little Lamb. She said, I'm going to tell you something, Portia. She said, you worship with your whole heart, God, because he is worthy of praise. And so she said, it's not about the song, it's the heart condition. Pastor Marion Overall, I want to honor you today. Pastor Neva Lemma, I want to honor you today because you helped me and, and pushed me forward in the prophetic song of the Lord. So I want to honor you today. You are a mighty woman of God, and I love you with all my heart. 
You know, when I was a youth pastor, my husband and I were youth pastors for 17 years. It was a young guy who came up to us and he said, I don't know, I know you're talking about honoring your parents and your mother, but he was said, you know, my mother haven't done nothing for me. And it was with an attitude, nothing for me. And I said, oh yeah. And I said, uh, yes, all she ever did for me was buy me a bed. That's all she ever did. So I said, wow, you mean to tell me that your mother never brought you no food? You look pretty healthy to me. You mean to tell me that your mother, you know, she, she just let you use the restroom on yourself? She never bought you a diaper? You just went all over the floor? I'm sorry to be graphic, but that's what I had to tell him, to wake him up. No, your mother was there for you. Your mother cleaned. Who was it that got up in the middle of the night? Who was it that helped you? Who was it? that stood by you when your father was sleeping or not there, it was your mother. So I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that. And all of a sudden his attitude, thank God, began to change. So honor your mother means find the treasure in your mother and celebrate it. Find the treasure in someone and celebrate it. Find the treasure and people and celebrate it because it's easy to look at the negative and in this hour the enemy always wants you to look at the negative he always wants you to focus on what is not instead of what is your mother has been for you a housekeeper she has been the referee she has been the cook for you she has been the nurse for you she has, come on, shout out to me. She has been something for you in every single area of your life. Your mother has been there. She has been the tailor when your clothes needed a button on it. Come on. She has prayed for you. She has interceded for you. She has been your friend. If your mother did none of these things, if she never was there for you, well, Pastor Portia, my mother wasn't there, but can you give her credit for bringing you into the world? Because you're the only you there is. You're the only wonderful you there is. Can you give her credit for bringing her into the world? Come on. I told the youth group the other day, ask yourself the question. I want you to ask yourself this question right now. If I, let me put it another way. Ask yourself the question, have I been the kind of daughter, the kind of son that I would want to raise? Have I been the kind of daughter, the kind of son that I would want to raise? Hmm. I know somebody, they, all they do is just call their mother when they want something. I know none of you do that, but I'm just saying somebody that I knew from the past, long time ago, right? But if you ever call, let me just tell you some ways. If you have a pen, write these down. You at home, you hear. How can I honor my mother? Number one. Show them that you love and honor God. If you were raised in a Christian family, you know what your mother wants? You know what she desires? She desires that you would serve the Lord. That you would give your life to Jesus Christ wholeheartedly. That's the number one way. If I had a number one, somebody say number one. If I had a number one way that I can show my parents, my mother and father, that I honor them, it would be to serve the God that they serve. 100%, not 50, not 75, 
but keep it 100. Amen? Number two, love her unconditionally. Love your mother unconditionally. When she has something to give you and when she doesn't. Because your mother is getting older and older. And one day she won't be able to do for you anymore. So honor her then. I asked my mom, I said, Mom, what is your favorite scripture now when she was getting a lot older and we were taking care of her? And she said, my number one favorite scripture is do not forsake me when I am old. Psalm 7, 19, do not forsake me. And a lot of times, you know, I think in the past when I've gone to convalescent homes and I think people are so lonely. And they're like, will somebody just come and talk to me? And all of a sudden they're put in these places and they're never seen again. They never called again. They're never checked on. Well, I took care of them. I'm going, I'm living my life now. I'm living my life. You don't understand that you got your life because of your mom. You don't understand that. Number three, listen without being distracted by something else. Listen without being distracted by something else. That means look at them. Your mom ever tell you, look at me when I'm talking to you because it's so disrespectful. I'm on my phone, mama. Okay, I got you. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh, I heard you. No, you didn't. You wasn't even focused on what she was saying to you. Go in there. Wash the dishes. I need you to do this before I leave. And when she comes back, you know what you're doing? Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. No. No, sweetheart. No. When your mother is talking to you, say, hold on one second. Let me do this. Hold on, Mom. You deserve my undivided attention. What was you saying? You see, that's honor. That's respect. Come on, that's treating somebody in high regard. So listen without being distracted. Actively without being preoccupied. That is respect. Number four, help with a good attitude. Here we go. I probably got to stand up for this one for a minute. Woo, help with a good attitude. My husband and my son will tell you, if I asked them to do something and they did it with an attitude that I will always, not yelling, not screaming, I would say, that's all right, don't do it. That's all right. You don't have to do it then. Don't even worry about it. Because it's important to do things with a great attitude, without mumbling about it, without complaining about it. It's important. It's important. It's important. God is looking at you, your attitude and, and, and how you do it to be. You're doing it unto the Lord anyway. You're doing it because you're obedient to God's word. You're doing it because you want to please Jesus, right? You want to please him, so you want to say, you know what? I did this with a great attitude. I did this because Jesus is watching. He's watching me. He's watching me. He's watching me with the spirit of gladness. Pastor Steve is telling me over there, you got to do it with gladness. Huh. 
it's sad to me when a mother would call me and say, Pastor Portia, my daughter or my son is so ungrateful. Not none of you. I'm talking about the last long time ago, people that I know. But you know, my son and my daughter is so ungrateful. They're just takers. Yeah, that's what they would say. They're just takers. It doesn't matter what I do for them. They're never just grateful. They're always looking for me to do something more. And maturity is not looking for what you can give. Get is looking for what you can give. Not looking for what you can get is looking for what you can give. That's maturity. So listen without being distracted. Don't be preoccupied. Help with a good attitude is number four. Number five, check up on your mom. If you guys are away from each other, hey, I just called to check up on you. I just called to say I love you. I just called to say I love you. Well, Pastor Portia, I can't sing. Well, sing it horribly then. She would still love it. I just called to say I love you. I just called to check up on you. Remind her how much she is wanted and she is You know, it's something because when you get older, you don't feel like no one needs you. You feel like you're just occupying space and you're a burden on people. And so you think maybe it's just time for me to go. Maybe it's time for just me to die. Maybe it's that time for me. But I'm telling you right now, it's not time for you to go. It's not time for you to die. You're going to see this in a few minutes. Because God has a plan and a purpose for your life. That's why you're still here. But the enemy loves to whisper to the moms, you're just a bother. You're not needed. He loves to whisper that lie. And then lastly, is pray for your mom. If you see an area in her life where she is weak, pray for her. Mom, I'm praying for you. I'm believing for you. We need you to do that. This week, I'm going to switch on over now because that was my portion on honor and respect and love to your mom. And, but this week, I was pondering the question, why did God use Elizabeth? Why did God use Mary to carry the presence of God? There had to be a shift in the way that they were thinking, a shift in their perspective, in, their, in the way that they were thinking, in their mindset. There had to be a shift. A shift to their purpose. So I want you to think about it right now. I want you to think about your purpose because that is what's going to carry you through. So how can we become carriers of the presence of God? How can I be pregnant with the purpose of God in my life? First of all, I've got to spend time with him. We know all of this. But I'm telling you, how can I become a carrier? Let me tell you, number one, number one, write this down. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. We have churches right now that are saying, you know what, don't speak in tongues, don't do this. I'm telling you right now, 
You need to speak in tongues. You need the Holy Spirit to flow through you, to build your spirit man up, because you are made of body, soul, and spirit. You're actually a spirit with a soul in a body. And because of that, because you are a spirit with a soul in the body, you already feed your flesh the most. You already feed your body the most. You already do that. Right? But now what you need to do is that you need to start filling your spirit man. And you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to seek the Holy Spirit because, and it's with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And when you do speak yourself, because people, they always mess up when they think, well, you know, it says that he who speaks in tongues edifieth himself. But if you keep on reading, the Apostle Paul said, I speak in tongues more than you. I'm not telling you not to do it because it's a benefit, amen? It's a benefit. So you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and you're going to see why. You're going to see it in the Old Testament right now. In Luke chapter 1, you're going to see that Zechariah, if you don't know who Zechariah was, he was from the priestly tribe of, of Abijah and his wife, Elizabeth. She was from the, 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 uh, the division of Aaron and, and they were both righteous. Somebody say righteous. They were both righteous before God, walking blameless in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. They were righteous before God. They were blameless. They were walking uprightly before the commandments. So number one, you're going to have to walk some kind of way. If you want to be filled with the presence of God and you want to be filled with the purpose of God and you want to deliver that to the next generation as a mother or even a, a father in Zion, then what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the next thing you're going to have to do is you're going to walk some kind of way. I can't just walk one kind of way and then expect God to use me to reach my full potential. Amen. So you see here that they both were righteous and they both walked blamelessly in verse six before the Lord. They obeyed the commandments of the Lord, it says. And then it says, but they had no child, so they were barren. Some of us, we feel like, man, I've been living for God for a long time. I've been doing everything I can, but I feel like I am barren. I feel like the purpose of God, I don't even know what my purpose is anymore. I feel like I can't even go on anymore. I feel like, what am I doing? I am just got into the routine of just going to church. But in verse 10, it says, and the whole multitude, because Zechariah went into the temple to offer the incense before the Lord. And you see that there was an angel that came here and there was a multitude of people that was outside. That's why we need each other. Outside praying, outside believing, outside uh, interceding for Zachariah. Because see, in those days, if you uh, had to go in the temple, if you had any sin in your life, you could die. And they tied a rope around you and dragged you out if you had sin in your life. Because at that time, before that was before Jesus came. Thank God for mercy. Amen. And so, but they were outside praying for Zechariah because Zechariah went before the altar of incense. He went there praying and, and, and worshiping before the Lord. And the angel said to Zechariah in verse 11, uh, standing by the altar, said to Zechariah, Zechariah was troubled when he saw the angel in verse 13. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. For your prayers have been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. And you shall call his name John. And you will have, no, have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great before the Lord. 
You're going to have a son, Zachariah. Now, just, just check this out, what happens. This is crazy what Zachariah does. But, you know, it's been a long time. Zachariah is old. Elizabeth has passed the childbearing years. So Zachariah is like, ah, I've been praying this prayer for so long. I've been, I've been waiting for so long. And he's thinking, and he says something that kind of makes Gabriel upset. He says something. He says, wait a second. How is this going to happen? I'm old. But he said it like in doubt, like, how is this going to happen? You know? He says, I'm old. He said, you're going to be filled. He said, listen. He said, I stand in the presence of God. I was sent to you, Zachariah, to tell you the good news. I stand in the presence of God. But because you don't believe it, you're going to be silent until this happens. So the angel tells him, you know what? I'm not even going to let you speak because you're going to mess it up. Because the one thing that can abort what God is doing, the purpose and the plan of God in our life, is our tongue. We're murmuring, we're complaining. The one thing that can abort what God is doing in our life is our tongue. So we got to remember to speak in faith. Come on, somebody. And he goes on to prophesy how great John is going to be, how he's going to turn the hearts to the children and the, and the children to the Lord. He will, he will go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and disobedient to the wisdom and the just. And he goes on, and then Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife has advanced in years. And the angel answered, I am Gabriel. See, who was talking to you? Who are you letting talk to you? Who are you letting whisper in your ears? And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until that day. But after the time the angel said was going to happen, that's exactly what happened. Elizabeth was pregnant and she conceived and she had to hide herself. She hid herself and she was excited because she says, God has taken away my shame. Thus the Lord has done this for me in verse 25. Because in those days, if you didn't have any kids, you know, it was pretty bad. But listen to what she says. She says, the Lord has taken away my shame. Those of you that's been waiting on the promise, those of you that's been, hold on. The Lord wants to take it away from you. The Lord wants to do it for you. The, the, the purposes of God, if you're still alive, he still wants to bring it forth in your life. So here it is. She says, the Lord has taken away my reproach among people. So God is saying, don't look at your age. Don't look at your age. Come on, Caleb was 80-something years old when he said, give me this mountain. Don't look at your physical limitations. I know Catherine Kuhlman used to say, God is not looking for golden vessels. God is not looking for silver vessels. But God is looking for yielded vessels. God is looking for yielded. Somebody to say, come on. Here I am. And you're going to see that in the story of, and I'm going to paraphrase it real quick. But here it is, Mary. In verse 26, you see in the sixth month of, of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel comes to Mary. And he says, and he came to her and said, greetings, oh, favorite one. I just looked at this. I said, I want to be favored. What made Mary favored of God? Out of all the people in the world at that time, God picked and chose Mary. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you 
have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. Woo, I just love that name. Because that's the name that is higher than any other name. Come on. Mary was going, she wasn't being pregnant by a man. She was conceived by the Holy Spirit. It said it, if I, and I forgot to say it. You see where John was filled, because here it is. You're going to see where John was filled with the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. Before the Holy Spirit came with anyone else, the Holy Spirit came and filled John. And he came here. He will be great and be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be? So what was the difference between Mary's how and Zachariah's how? What was the big difference? One of them was how can this be? How is this going to happen? Which was Mary's. And the other one was, how is this going to happen? You see? In doubt. So she, her how was like, how can this be? What's going to happen? That was the difference. And the angel answered her, and the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the Holy that's why I said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High God will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy you think about that the angels just this group of angels in heaven all they do is just bow and just say holy holy the son of god and be and behold and he tells her about elizabeth is already pregnant i want you to go and so mary makes haste and then she says something that i want you to hear today i, I want you to get into your spirit i want you to grasp onto mary says something right here that shows why mary was chosen she says behold i am the servant of the lord let it be According to your word. Let it be according to your word. Now Mary had to know that she could be in trouble. She had to realize that, that uh, her life could be taken if they found out she was pregnant before marriage. She had to realize that she could be stoned. But because she wanted to please God, because she wanted to carry the purpose of God, she had a different mindset. There was a shift in her mindset. She A shift to purpose, to the reason why I was born. The reason why I was born was to make manifest the glory of God. The reason why I was born was to carry the presence of God to a dying and a lost generation. So I got to take my eyes off of me. That's what my mama Marion taught me. She kept saying, Portia, it's not about you. She kicked me in behind. Literally, I mean, not literally, but you know what I'm saying. She slapped me. 
to cause me to wake up that I have a purpose and I have a destiny that is greater than what I'm going through right now and I have to rise up I have to have a shift in my mindset I have to understand that I have a destiny and a purpose that is greater than what I'm going through now I cannot stop here because I want to be a carrier of the presence of God she had the favor of God on her because she had a let it be God. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Whoever you want me to, whatever you want me to do, I don't care if I risk death. You know, he who seeks to save his life will lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, then you're going to find it. Number one, I must be willing to grow and be stretched. Number one, if I'm going to be a carrier of the presence of God, I must be willing to grow. I must be willing to be stretched. And I know about that stretching thing. Those of you that are mothers today, you know about that stretching. Here it is. I was four centimeters and I thought I was going to die. Four centimeters. If you ever watch a delivery, you know what I'm saying. I was I'm about to die. Problem was, I had to get all the way up to 10. Gingy knows she did, did it a few times. I only did it one time. I told God right there. I said, God, this is, a, this, this, this is fine with me. One child. Amen. Because I don't care. People say, well, you forget the pain. I remember. But God was faithful to bring me through it. Amen. So you got to allow yourself to be stretched. You got to tell yourself constantly, it's not about me. I remember being on stage years ago and just having somebody do something really crazy. Here was the presence of God moving, and they stopped the presence of God. And I remember just, just, what the heck is going on? Wanting to say something. And my mentor, Pastor Marion Overall, said, Pastor Portia, really? I was in the back. I had to walk off stage. What are they doing? Do you have the grace to cover people when they're wrong? Do you pray for them when they mess up? Or do you point out their failure? This message has been about finding the treasure in each other. Finding the treasure. Do you point out, oh, good. They messed up. Yep, amen, amen. No, you're wrong. You're wrong in the wrong spirit. In the wrong spirit. It's God that corrects us. It's God that wants to shape us and make us to his image. It's not Pastor Portia that lives, but the Christ that lives in me. That somebody would see Jesus. That somebody would hear Jesus. That somebody would know Jesus in my life. That I could be a carrier of the presence of God. You and I could be carriers of the presence of God, but it's going to cost something. It's going to cost us saying, Father, not my will, but your will be done. It's going to cost us saying, here it is, I'm, a, I'm willing to pay the price. I'm willing to be stretched. I'm willing to literally go to the point of death because he said, if you're going to take my cross, come on, you're going to have to carry your cross. That's literally going to the point of death, y'all. It's going there and bringing life into the world. Are you willing to carry your cross and be the sacrifice? Are you willing to do that? Trust God. Number two is trust God. We already talked about trust the last time I spoke to you. 
Trust God. She trusted in the supernatural ability of God is greater than any limitation. The supernatural ability of God is greater than any of our limitations. Number three, she was willing to have her life inconvenienced and interrupted. Hmm. You know, I know some mothers, they like, Pastor Portia, pray for me to have a baby, Pastor Portia. Okay. I'm going to go and pray for you to have a baby. And I pray. And all of a sudden, they're not only having one baby, they're having two babies, and they're having three babies. I remember telling this one girl, I said, hey, you know, how's it going? I see how God answered your prayer. Yeah, I see how he answered it. Because we want the little baby, but we don't want the teenager. I'm just trying to help you out. You better think this thing all the way through. You better think it all the way through. Come on. You don't want somebody just constantly, give me, give me, give me. You know, I don't know about you, but I rose up in the family where I brought you into this world, I'll take you out kind of thing. But, you know, <laughs> so we got to think it all the way through in the good times and the bad times because it's, it's going to be some hard times too. It's not just going to be the cute little everything is wonderful. All right. I like, I like what uh, Bill Cosby said. You know, we just look at the baby. Oh, no, cool. Oh, so cute with the little poo-poo, little poo-poo. Then God adds stink to the poo-poo. Come on. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. That God, he has a plan for us. He has a purpose for us. He loves us, but we got to be willing to go through stuff too. We got to be willing. And it's the attitude that we go through it in will determine how long we have to stay through it. My mentor used to say, Pastor Portia, you know, you think God was shocked by that? Do you think God just went, oh, they did that to my Portia? Do you think that he was shocked? No, he wasn't shocked. He knew that was going to happen. But your attitude and how you go through stuff will determine how long you have to stay in it. I'm just trying to help you out. But she trusted God. She trusted God's supernatural ability. She was willing to have her life inconvenienced and interrupted. The angel tells Mary not to be afraid. You know we shouldn't be fearing death. You know what's worse than fearing death? You know what's worse than that? We should fear never living the life we were supposed to live. Never, never accomplishing what God put us in this world to do. We should fear that. Not fulfilling our destiny and the plan of God for our lives. That's what we should fear. I want to be a carrier of the presence of God. That's what Encounter Church is all about. It's all about, as it is in heaven, agreeing with God, agreeing with him. And I, God wants you and I to be carriers of his presence. He wants you and I to be carriers of his presence. But to do that, 
We're going to have to die to ourselves. We're going to have to be stretched. We're going to have to be inconvenienced. But it's all worth it. Because that's the reason why. Come on, shift in your mindset. Shift with me in your mindset to purpose. The purpose of God in your life, in my life. Come on. I thank God for my mothers, my spiritual mothers. I thank God for what they taught me and how I had to grow up to fulfill the destiny of God on my life. So I honor them. And I honor you today. Right now, just pray this prayer. Just every head bow. Just say, Lord Jesus. If you want to, if you want to be a carrier of his presence, then pray this prayer with me. Just say, Lord Jesus, here I am. Be it unto me according to your word. I understand that I have to die to myself. I understand that I have to be inconvenienced. But God, the purpose for my life is worth it. The people that are going to be saved are worth it. So here I am. Use me. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit EncounterJesus.us or search for Encounter Church San Leandro in your app store.